to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 379 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your number one podcast for randomness, technology, and life, brought to you from Hamilton, New Zealand. Yes, Hamilton's number one lifestyle podcast. Yes. I still, I'm not, still not sure about the lifestyle bit, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll carry on with that. It's good. I've got nothing better to replace it with. So, <laughs> yeah, you okay. know. right. Fair enough, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, could just be Hamilton's number one podcast, but I'm sure there is probably one out there smashing it. It'd be like, because <laughs> yeah, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be free FM, I reckon. They, all their shows end up as podcasts, I think. Yeah, that doesn't count though, right? Oh, well, in Not my really. head, it doesn't no, count. No, no, you're right. Not yeah, really. Yeah, because, you know, they're getting paid a salary and freaking they've got all the gears and, yeah, no, that doesn't Well, count. the people doing the podcast are all doing it for free, but the free FM have got money somehow. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Actually, the podcast summit is on this weekend. I hope they're doing well. Um, yes, yes. It's on today, actually, as yeah, we're recording yeah. this. Only 100 people. So it's basically the way I understand it from what I've read and who's going it's sort of like a TEDx event combined with a social media club event based around podcasting. And yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's not bad. I, yeah. What was it? 75 bucks? Something like that. We'll see what yeah. comes out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would have been cool to meet some people, for it, but that's cool. Instead, today, is, we're recording this on Saturday. We're going to Adam's birthday party. So um, Adam will hear this after his birthday party. Those films were really good, Adam. Thanks. They man. were amazing, and I really liked your uh, – because he said that they were his two favorite films. Oh, really? Uh, oh, right. Two of his favorite films. So uh, great job. Uh, I think everybody enjoyed it. Thank you for the food. Thanks for putting this on. And um, we're at Sorry the about that theater. little slip up near the middle, but that's – Yeah, I, don't worry yeah. about that. That technical problem that you weren't happy about. <laughs> hey, the rest of us, we're okay. But I know, you know, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we might do a we might do a follow up next week if you're lucky on how yeah, that actually yeah. went. Yeah, how that actually went. Uh, anyway, okay, cool. Um, what do we got here? I, I got this. I, I just have to mention this. It's sort of funny, and I mean, we were, I, I, we I and the listeners will be the judge of that. Well, okay, and it's just the headline, really. Oh, okay. um, I can tell you the rest of it, but um, what, what's the white headline? South African shot black woman mistaken for hippo? Because uh, South okay. Africans aren't uh, racist at all. So, so 77 a, year old uh, white South African farmer owner, farm owner. That would just had, be a defense then, wouldn't it, really? Appeared in court on Thursday for shooting and wounding a black woman he claimed he mistook for a hippopotamus. Um, Paul Hendrik van Ziel was uh, arrested Tuesday after firing shots in the direction of the woman who was fishing with her partner in the river in La Pali town. Oh my North gosh, that's, real, that's even worse. Province. Yeah. Um, he f- att- he faces attempted murder charges. Mm. Um, the arrested suspect alleged that he was shooting at animals, hippopotamus, and uh, just um, mistook her for it. Thirty-eight-year-old uh, Ramokone Lina um, sustained gunshot wounds on her arm while her partner managed to hide behind her by the sounds of it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, yeah, but anyway, um, he was freed on sixty-two dollars bail. Um, oh, right. it's, it's postponed for further investigation. <laughs> oh, South Africa, you're winning. 
Talking about that, you just reminded me of something. Oh, breaking news. Jacinda Ardern has tested positive for COVID-19. Is that the first time she's got it? Uh, she was in isolation because old uh, Clark had it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but now she has it, but that stuffs up some of her travel plans, I think. But anyway, that's unrelated. Well, to is she back from tour or is she still on tour? No, no she's, she's, she, she's been isolating at uh, home. Yeah, okay. So did you hear about that father and son that got off for cutting off the um, home intruder's finger? Oh, I didn't know they got off. I remember hearing a little bit about the whole case. Yeah, so they just got off. So this guy, they'd been charged with wounding to intent to cause grievous bodily harm, wounding with intent to injure bodily harm. So this teenager kept breaking into their house. He'd stolen three other cars from their house. They knew him by his first name. He came back for a fourth attempt. With his Um, girlfriend, eh? Yes. Uh, And so he got hit in the head with a wine bottle. The dude got his gun, the homeowner, went to the kitchen, and then his son arrived. And then I think it was like a bread and butter knife or something. Like it wasn't even a sharp knife. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, oh, no, the teenager said why he was hiding the knife. He said he wanted to stab the, bir- the, the people. The Crown argued the men had other options, but they took it one step too far. They punched him. The teenager made no sound when they cut off his finger. Now, when they say cut off his finger, I reckon it'd be the tip, eh? I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming. Anyway, that happens, so good on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's a tough one. I, it's I, a tough I, one because they'd already gone down the process of all other options, and because he's so young, he they can't arrest him as such, so... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I suppose cutting off his finger is is better than punching him in the head enough so that he's got brain damage, which would be my um, my go to. But the 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 interesting thing is, will there be repercussions because these people still live in the same house and this kid's missing a finger? At some point, you know, even in ten twenty years, he might just turn up and go, "I'm going to shoot all of you now." Yeah. Yeah. True. Anyway, that's a fun story. Here's another one. Egypt Air. Did you hear about the Egypt Air crash um, that killed 66? No. Uh, it, it was a while ago. It was back in 2016, so it was a oh, while ago. Hey, hey, okay. You should have started but, with that and not like, do you remember that plane crash? Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Do you remember? It was a long time ago. But anyway. years ago. I, I normally have them all committed to memory with all yeah. the numbers. But uh, Well, they finally come out with the, um, cause. the results of the investigation or whatever. Yeah. Which seems a bit late, but anyway. Um, I, think, but, I think it could take them a while sometimes. Yeah, it was likely caused by a fire that started in the cockpit. Good. And the reason they were, uh, um, the pilot was smoking. Mm. <laughs> and and the, there was a leak from the co-pilot's oxygen mask and the cigarette smoked by the pilot or co-pilot, I'm not sure which one was smoking. Yeah, started the fire in the cockpit. Oh, wow. Um, like, you know, it's, <laughs> to me, that's just like the dumbest thing. Like, because everybody knows. So when I was a kid, we used to smoke in planes. Well, obviously I didn't. I was a kid. But there was a smoking section. There was a smoking section, which was the back half of the plane. Yeah. There's no like curtain or anything to no, no. cover, you know, split the two. So how that works, really, I don't know. But I, um, yeah, there was a smoking section, which is just dumb. I mean, we're talking domestic flights. I didn't go on an international flight back then, so I don't know if, if they had smoking. But, yeah, it was quite 
standard to smoke. I'm, I just can't be- it. It just doesn't work in my brain anymore to think that people will get in a plane and start smoking. Like it's just like dumb, especially is, pilots and co-pilots. <laughs> it, it is a bit crazy. So top uh, tip: don't smoke in the plane. Yeah, top tip. The <laughs> um the world's most remote post office was hiring. They need some more people to work there. And it's, if it's that remote, is there many people they deliver to? Well, it's a bit probably, you know, average. But I don't know about the actual postal stuff. But part of the job, uh, they've dubbed it the Penguin Post Office. There's just penguins all around you. And it's at Port Lockroy in Antarctica. And right. it's an 80-year-old building. And there's hundreds of people that want to apply for this job. And this charity hires four postmasters that have to live there from November to March. And so they've got to try and get four people that get along with each other. Otherwise, it's a very long time. And they each have unique roles. So they have to maintain the historic site. They have to cater to the thousands of tourists who actually come by boat during that season. So they've got to be like, hey, uh, how's it going? So they've got cruises and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And they've got to help um, <clears throat> count the penguins. And it says, like, it's not a glamorous job. There's no running water. There's no internet. There's no cell phone. Um, you've got to live in bunk beds. You've got to have one bathroom. You've got to use a little camp toilet. And if you're lucky, the visiting ships will offer you a shower when they stop uh, by. And you're probably going to be working 12 hours a day. Uh, one year, 2,500 people applied. Uh, yeah, how much does it pay? Yeah, good question. Depending on what your role is, you could get 1600 to 2300 per month so not the best pay uh i don't know it's interesting i guess but i don't know i'm sure there's some very it'll be a story yeah yeah i'm sure it will be but that's about it you know what the story will be uh day 76 of bloody graham whistling again can't (laughs) deal with that i'm gonna stab him in the eyeball yeah yeah the penguins, the penguins clean the bones. Yeah, there'll yeah. be no way to know what happened to Graham. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, he, he went off on a cruise ship. That's what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, what what would you do if you had a pet cat and you wanted to move, um, and you um, and nobody would let you have the cat um, in the house with you? Landlords just not keen. I, I don't know, and this is the biggest um, problem with, like, renting and having an animal. Like, Sarah really wants a dog, like a little dog, which would be great. Yeah, yeah pretty... you really can't till you own a house. I, honestly, yeah, I know, I, think, I know, and I, and, I, and I think we could get away with a dog here, uh, but if you have to move, then it cuts out a bunch of potential possibilities. Yeah, and getting rid of the dog at that point is not – Really an option. Unless yeah. you're like my unless you're like my ex and every time they have a house inspection, they hide everything, including the dog. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, I, um this woman was uh woman uh where's yeah. this happening? Where's this happening? Wales? Is it Wales? I'm thinking that she's now living in a van with the cat. Is that no, a good guess? She married a cat. A woman has married her pet cat in a bid to stop future <laughs> landlords from separating. Of course. Deborah Hodge, 49, claims she has previously been forced to rehome three animals by landlords who do not allow pets in their properties. Now facing eviction and terrified of losing five-year-old India, Deborah from Sidcup, southeast London, uh, held a civil ceremony on April 19th to tie the knot. The single mother of two hopes her commitment will show the future landlords just how important it is for her 
that they stay together. I had nothing to lose and everything to gain, so I married my cat. I recited vows under the universe that no man will ever tear myself and India apart. It's going to show potential landlords something, and that is (laughs) batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't change the fact she has a cat. I love this. She is truly a sensation. She is so friendly and amazing. She is fundamentally the most important thing in my life after my children. By marrying India, I need any future landlords to know that we come as a package and we cannot be separated under any circumstances as she is important to me as my children. I'd rather live on the streets than be without her. Oh, my gosh. I mean, good on you, mate. Uh, But, I mean, cats would be easier to find a place to move into than a dog. Yeah, but I don't know why I said Wales. Oh, uh, because I'm looking at this WalesOnline.uk as the the news site. But if she's in London, it's going to be hard even with a cat. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But but crazy. Have you watched? I've only seen a couple of clips. Have you seen any of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court case? Oh yeah, I saw a couple of bits and pieces that they showed on the news or whatever. Did did you see the bit where he? Her lawyer said objection to himself. No, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know where she found her lawyer, but he seems like uh, the Lionel Hutz character from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> he he asks really dumb questions like, "What happened after you left?" And Johnny Depp's like, "I don't know. I wasn't there. You just told me I left." Like and then, <laughs> and then he said something and he's like objection and they all looked at him and he goes oh no nah, no nah, it's all good like um and then, oh my god seriously yeah and she said she sort of said some real batshit stuff as well but um, surely she can afford a decent lawyer I don't know like at one point last week it looked like she was sniffing drugs while she was on the stand she did this weird movement with a tissue and was like it was real weird anyway oh my god. So what happened was he they'd already done this court case in UK, I think, and this is him doing it again in the US because he's just trying to clear his name. And she just comes across as a real, uh, yeah, nasty person. I mean, and, and they've had to go through like Johnny Depp and all his drug taking and stuff. And he's like, I don't remember any of that. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. He can't remember. Because like, I saw all these photos of him like comatose or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Actually, yeah. on this one, slightly. Um, did you, I don't know if you know who these people are, because I sort of barely know them. Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde? Yes. So they split up. Anyway, he um, organized to get her served for custody papers, and the server came and served her while she was on stage at CinemaCon. (laughs) Oh, wow. She's on stage, and this guy comes up and gives her an envelope, and she thinks it's something to do with the book she's promoting or whatever. It opens it up, and it's in papers. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to read this director Olivia Wilde was in the middle of introducing her forthcoming film sorry don't worry darling at CinemaCon on Tuesday when somebody placed a cryptic yellow envelope on the stage in front of her this is for me right Uh, a perplexed Wilde said redirecting her attention to the thin package marked personal and confidential very mysterious I'm going to open it now she continued before glancing at its contents on stage is this a script? Okay. Oh, got it. Thank you. And without missing a beat, um, she continued her Whoa. speech. Because uh, um, Sudeikis said, like, he never meant for that to happen. 
Oh, no, no, no. Which he wouldn't because the servers just serve, right? But the servers have to have the person look at it, eh? They have to have the look at it and there has to be um, ideally evidence that it's been served. And so this is like the granddaddy of perfect serves because there's a thousand people or however many people in front of her that can say, yep. She got served. We can all witness it. <laughs> so he'd be going back to the pub with all the other servers going, yeah, high fives, bro. That you'll was never, the you'll best never, ever. You'll never guess what I did. Actually, serving the um, celebrity people must be real interesting. Yeah. I yeah. I, I had a couple of – I worked for a company that did a lot of that, and I, I didn't do it, but um, a couple of my mates did, and they serve people all the time. It wasn't really well paid. This was quite a while, a couple of decades ago, but it paid – 30 bucks a serve, I think. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, so if I really, you did enough, it was all right. I really want to hear the story about this pet duck. Oh, okay. Uh, give me a sec. Really, really interested in this pet duck story. It, it, actually, the, the headline's too good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because I uh, read the headline, and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking is going to happen. Uh, the headline that I wrote... Because I'm sure that was the headline on the thing, but when I've clicked in, it looks different now. Yeah, they do that um, all the time. Uh, pet ducks help solve murder. Exactly. Um, I but- want the duck to be going around interviewing people, collecting evidence, <laughs> and then doing some DNA testing. What actually happened? Granddaughter charged with murder after pet duck leads police to body of missing woman. Gra- so the granddaughter of the missing woman? Yep. Oh my God. Nellie, Nellie Sullivan's granddaughter and grandson in law were charged with first degree m- murder over a death after a pet duck led the officers to the discovery of the victim's body in a container. Oh my gosh. The duck's just like losing its mind to go quack, 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 quack in this container. Yeah. Like, oh. Timmy's in the well. Quack, 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 quack. Where do we need to go, boy? Let's go. Yeah. Nellie Sullivan, who would be age 93 if she's still alive, oh, come on. sometime in come 2020. On. Oh my gosh. She's 93. They just have to wait a little while. Exactly. This is what happened. Um, this is the problem with the youth today. They are very impatient. Yeah. Okay. If that's the one thing we get from the story, it's that. But a breakthrough in the case came earlier this month on 14th of April when a pet duck ran under a trailer in Candler, North Carolina, which led its owners to discover a container holding the grandmother's body. Oh, my gosh. So two years later, is that how I just understood that? I think so. The duck goes, hey. Hey, have a look in here. Well, no, yeah. The, this guy's got a pet duck. It goes under the trailer. They go, oh, fuck, you're going to get the duck out up from oh, under the trailer. Yeah, go yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, what's this? This is an odd-looking container, body-shaped container. Oh, there's a dead body in it. Call the police. Oh, there's that woman that disappeared. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway. yeah. I'm assuming they were getting some money? Well, you'd have to, eh? Or, wow. But the, if you click onto that story, the photo of the woman, Angela Walmsley, have a look. The dead woman? No, the woman that killed her. Oh. She looks like somebody who would kill. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, her, eye, her eyes are scaring the crap out of me. Right <laughs> this is just through the internet. I know, right? Um, oh. She's like, you can just see a speech bubble coming out of that going, that damn duck when I yeah. get my hands on that duck. She looks like she's <laughs> she's been involved in some stuff. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, we'll make sure we'll have that photo on the um, thing. Actually, I did have one fun one here, and I'm trying to remember oh, what it was, but I thought it was fun at the time, so we'll have a quick look. 
Our results may vary. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, no, I thought it, it was an America one, and I just thought it was hilarious because this is the headline. Florida sheriff encourages homeowners to shoot burglars to save taxpayers' money. Mm. <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds legit. Yeah, um, a Milton man was arrested Wednesday after burglary spree in Pace, Florida. Um, he's in, uh, accused of breaking into multiple homes and backyards as he just ran from Santa Rosa County de- uh, deputies around 5 p.m. Wednesday. Um, he'd broken into four, at least four homes in the Santa Villa area. He was jumping into faces, jumping fences and breaking into houses, I should say. We finally caught him inside a home and he broke into on Tom Sawyer Road and we cornered him in a bedroom. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he had active warrants for violation, probation, aggravated assault, and more. Oh my gosh! Now Johnson said one of the home one homeowner shot at Harris during the burglary spree, but missed. Johnson encouraged homeowners to use lethal force during break-ins to save the taxpayers' money. We don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. I guess they think they did something wrong, which they did not, Johnson says. If someone's breaking into your home, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer you to do that, actually. Whoever it was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have gun safety class we put on every other Saturday. Take that. You'll shoot a lot better. And hopefully you'll save the taxpayers money. (laughs) I mean, that's something. I mean, it's a bit different from the opening story of the finger cutting off, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm guessing, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what to say now about that one. So I, I, I want to talk a couple of things on Ukraine. Okay, what's happening now? Oh, I see the Russia just had some massive losses as they were trying to cross into a different area. Oh, and I, also, I, also, what what's with the rumors with Putin uh, being real sick? Have you heard that one yesterday? Yeah, I, I've heard that uh, a few times because hands have been shaking in those meetings he was doing before. He a, yeah, um, he a big, I reckon he might either have cancer or Parkinson's. He had a big blanket on him yesterday, and he keeps talking to some young guy from some government agency, and they think he might be the successor. Right. Okay. Well, what I wanted to talk about is, I don't know if you heard about this this week. At one point this week, all of the, um, what do you call them, cable TV channels. So when you go, generally when you go onto cable TV, you've got that big um, grid of all the programs that are on all the different channels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody had hacked it and put um, wording on every single, all the programs were the same name. The same name was... Um, you have the blood of Ukrainians on your hands, blah, 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 blah. It was like a sentence long. Oh, wow. But every, every uh, cable channel all across Russia, like the whole of Russia, yeah. had this um, this hack done. Nobody knows who did it, uh, and it was wow. there for uh, a wee while, apparently. So um, is, what's the follow-on from that? Is there any? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to measure, won't it? it? Oh, it'd be impossible to measure because they can't do surveys properly in Russia because nobody's willing to say what they actually think. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Anyway, so then there was also, uh, I forgot the name of the Lenta, I think it is, uh, is the news, uh, like a web, like stuff.co.nz. It was Lenta.ru. I think that's yeah. L E N T A. Um, when, uh, people woke up one morning or at, at some point during the day, um, all the stories had changed and they were all um, oh. stories about um, uh, Russian, you know, what, what Russia's been doing. Hang on, what have I got here? Uh, 
Yeah, Lenta.ru. Russia leaves the corpses of its soldiers in Ukraine is one of the headlines. Russia completely destroyed Mariupol. Uh, Putin unleashed one of the bloodiest wars of the 21st century. Putin turned the stop state into the main thief of, uh, oh, it's cut off. Uh, Zelensky turned out to be cooler than Putin. <laughs> These are all the headlines and they all had stories behind them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, the guys that did it was two uh, journalists who just quit that thing, but they had the logins. Oh, so they wrote all these stories good, up good, good. and they went in and they updated it all. It didn't last too long, but in every one they said, um, what did they say? They put a little disclaimer saying, this is not sanctioned by the news, um, the website. news site, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're reading this, screenshot it because it'll disappear in no time. And and it did go down pretty quick, but uh, what's that? Archive, Internet Archives? Yep, Internet Archive. Yeah, they got it all. So they've got it all there. And um, they these two um, 20-year-old journalists that did it, they've managed to leave the country. And they, <laughs> I love this because they go, we are looking for work, lawyers, and probably political asylum. <laughs> yeah, no. They'll, ex- they'll accidentally die somehow soon. Yeah, fall out of a window or get poisoned. Um, but yeah, no, good on them. Uh, that's brave. Like, that is brave. You know, yeah. so I thought that was pretty cool. And the other thing I thought was funny with Ukraine is, you know, Finland's going to be joining NATO now. I think it's all but a done deal. All right. Um, okay. Russia, um, to sort of like wind up the Finns, they sent six, I think it was six tractor trailers with nuclear missiles to the Finnish border to sort of go, yeah, yeah, hey, we got these nukes. And the Finns got six farmers with tractors to go to the other side of the border and go, we can tow them away. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which I thought was classic. That's brilliant. Just seems a bit crazy sometimes. Oh, the whole thing's nuts. Um, and, and sad as I don't know if you saw the um, murder recently, they're doing some um, war crime investigations. And um, <clears throat> oh, I didn't watch it, but I saw there was those guys in the car yard. Yeah, yeah. And so the 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 Russian soldiers come in, start talking to them. Uh, these guys give them a couple of cigarettes or give them cigarettes or whatever, and start walking off. It was a security guard and the owner of the car yeah, yard. Yeah, yeah. And um, they start walking off, and the Russians started going the other direction. Then they turned around, came back, shot him in the back, yeah. killed, killed one of them outright. The other one... Um, the security guard raised the alarm or something, and a whole bunch came and... But by the time they arrived, he bled to death, so... Yeah, not it's good. It's terrible, but it's all on camera, including the two Russians taking their helmets off and having a drink to toast the, their uh, patriotic duty afterwards with a really good picture of their faces, so... Oh, yeah. You know. Anyway, that's uh It's a bit of a downer. It is. I'm trying to think of a good story. <laughs> uh, we've got to have something uh, something a little bit oh, I've got one. Here's here's one. When we were at Telecom, when I worked at Telecom, what do you what do you think is the number one way for people to destroy or lose their phone? Um running them over. No, actually it was dropping it in the toilet. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, I, I, dropped, I, I think I've done it once. As I well. dropped one into a glass of milk once. Yeah. 
But that, that was the thing. So here, here's, a, here's a story about that. So a woman accidentally dropped her phone. So if you, this is the question. If, if you drop your phone into the toilet, would you get it out? Yeah, probably. Yeah. A woman accidentally dropped her phone into the hole of a, they call it a vault toilet. It's basically an outhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, um, she, <laughs> it's, it's uh, like a conservation reserve in the UK, US. US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she's dropped it in. She's described only as a Californian in her 40s. And she, she dropped it and she was like, oh, my God, I've dropped my phone into my toilet. So she disassembled and removed the seat so she could lie down and lean into the hole. Clinging with one hand to the dog leash, she had tied to a support. No. However, the leash failed and she slid into and fell into the toilet head first. No. After about 20 minutes of no. unsuccessfully attempting to climb out, she no. used her phone to call 911 because at least she had her phone now. <laughs> I don't think I'd retrieve it from one of those. Over an hour later, she was rescued. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, no. But toilets on national recreational land generally have a pit at least five feet deep that can hold yes. more than 500 gallons of waste. Oh, it's so much gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, if, if that happens to you, uh, dear listener, and it's your phone, insurance. That's all I'm going to say. Insurance. Yeah. And even if you don't have insurance, just buy a new phone. Don't jump in the toilet. I don't do it. Well, that. <laughs> That that happyish story <laughs> brings us to the end of the podcast. So uh, thank you for coming along and joining us for this week's randomness technology in life. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, um, you can see uh, links to the stories and read and have a bit of a chuckle about all these stories uh, on the website, thechrisandsampodcast.com. Uh, and we look forward to catching up with you again. Yes. So until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.